I think the whole thing is right stinky. Hard work, steely resolve, and sure grittiness. It starts with an attitude. We need swagger, okay? Regardless of what happens out there, doesn't matter. Keep your swagger. Hello, we are Five Hole Fantasy Hockey. We are your hosts. I'm Zach Vogel. This is Mike Rogerson with me. Hey there. Hey, hey, hey. Rog is going to be you and me tonight. You can find us on Twitter at FHF Hockey. You can join us on the Discord. We're well over a thousand followers now. Kind of just talk about hockey or, you know, food, whatever you want. You can also be a Patreon with us at FHFH Radio. What we're going to be doing today, we got the week preview coming up. We're going to see who is the best uh, schedule, kind of find out some streamers, maybe these people you want to pick up for the entire week. Why don't we just jump into the news and notes? Sounds good. Um, so injuries, Patrick Kane, Chris Tang, Matt Zuccarello, Ryan O'Reilly, all on the COVID-19 list. Blake Wheeler just coming off of it and playing on Saturday night. So we'll see what happens with him. Mino Niederreiter left the game in the Canes' last win out with a lower body injury. Mika Rantanen now out with an undisclosed injury just after returning from the COVID-19 list. Uh, so we really don't know what's going on with that. I know a lot of people are kind of pissed off. Mackenzie Blackwood, a week away from coming back. Ricker Rackle placed on the IR after missing a check that he was about to throw. I think it was on Will Butcher. Ouch. Um, and then injured his own shoulder. Um, so he is out. We had to wait for more news on that. That happened on Thursday. TJ Oshie also took a big hit on Wednesday, is now considered week to week. He's the, the Capitals' fourth leading scorer right now. He's four goals. Tyler Johnson out today, which is Saturday with neck soreness. And then, which something we're going to be getting into, uh, the Sharks, like the entire team. All of the Sharks. Pick them. They're probably out today. Yeah, decimated from uh, from COVID. I think there was seven players and two coaches, head coaches out, assistant coaches out. And they ended up calling up five guys from the AHL, another benefit of having the minor league team in the same city. They, I think they postponed the game by a half an hour in order to get everybody there. Mm-hmm. And as of right now, we're recording this as they're playing that game. The AHL lineup from San Jose is up one nothing in the third on Winnipeg. Nice. The Merkley brothers. I think they're brothers. <laughs> um, so like notable notable players that are that are out right now. Eric Carlson, which is not COVID nineteen related, out. Couture, and then one of my faves, Jonathan Dolan. He he's out too. The lineup that they went with was uh, Meyer, Hurdle, Barabanov on the top line, Eklund, Benino, Balsers on the second, Leonard, Weatherby, my guy, and uh, friggin' LeBanc. And then Gadjevic, Peterson, and Merkley. Nick, that's Nick Merkley, by the way, not Ryan. He's on defense. That's what they went with tonight. So, like, you're seeing Merkley out there. You're seeing Weatherby get bumped up to the third line. You're seeing Benino now on the second line center. And then Gadjevic, whoever the hell he is. And Lane Peterson. Lane Peterson sounds like a tackle for the Oklahoma Sooners. <laughs> that or like a lawyer. 
I would trust Lane Peterson with anything. Stop the presses. Mitch Marner scored. Finally. About fucking time, boys. Jesus. 5-3. I think it was an... No, it wasn't quite an empty another. Okay, so as far as this Sharks lineup goes, I mean, it's not like the top six is two out of sorts. You know what I mean? Uh, You did lose Dolan. You did lose Couture, so that does hurt. You still have Balsers and Eklund playing together. They, you, they've they been playing together. Meyer and Hurdle are still playing together. So, I mean, you're making it work, right? Yeah, and the top line, did they got the goal tonight so far with Barabanov. All three of the top line was, was in on that. Yeah, I mean, I think out of this, I guess Barabanov probably, like, you know, gets the biggest boost in my eyes. And that's pretty much hands down. Just being able to be on that top line around Timo Meyer, I think, helps. Yeah, definitely. San Jose's kind of doing a little bit like Buffalo. Like they keep getting like worse and worse and worse, and they keep doing better as they get worse. <laughs> they get rid of all their players, and it makes them better. You got to think that sometime the 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 bottom is going to drop out. Like, oh, for dude. sure, for sure. <laughs> In both both coasts, I think. Uh, I think, you know, the Sharks and Buffalo by the end of the season will be, you know, the bottom of their divisions pretty much. But it's sure fun to talk about right now. Well, we'll have to kind of wait and see what the uh see what they kind of throw out there for for power plays and stuff like that. I'm kind of interested in seeing what happens there. Next up, we got Cal Peterson and Jonathan Quick are pretty much splitting starts. 3 games for Cali Pete and 4 games for Jonathan Quick. But the whole thing is I mean, I think a lot of us thought that Cal Peterson was going to be kind of taking a bigger role this year, and it's looking like Quick is the better goalie right now. He is a 907 and 275, and that's compared to an 885 and a 371 for Cal Peterson. What do you think? Uh, I think we all kind of figured it would probably be the reverse of that. I think LA was hoping that it would be, you know, wanting Cal Peterson to, to take over Pick the reins. They're kind of hoping he would do the, you know, the Soros Rene thing and, you know, slowly step into position and right about now be taking over to move on with that young team. I don't know. LA sucks, man. Well, that's the whole thing. Like, they're, LA is scoring goals now, though. Like, they're actually scoring goals. Like, but they're letting in more goals and they're still losing. They're still in last place. But, like, Kopitar is, you know, playing out of his mind right now. Anybody on that top line is somebody you want to plug and play on a team that loses every night. For sure, but they also are missing Dowdy. You know, that's a that doesn't help. That's a huge chunk of defense. He gets a lot of, you know, he gets decent points and everything, but he's huge as a defensive guy on a team a team that's very shallow and especially shut down D man. I mean, Edler's there, but you know, what's he going to do? He's like forty seven years old at this point. So yeah, I don't know. I, I'm. I think Peterson's a great goalie. Uh, I think he his numbers will be, you know, better than this eventually. But you know, if you're getting fifty percent of the starts with marginal numbers on a shitty team, it's not really, not really somebody you should have right now. So Raj is not picking any of them up. No, no LA goalies. That's for sure. I don't know. I I I kind of agree with you, but. Uh... I mean, you're looking for wins. You look for wins. I can't be dealing with a sub 900 save percentage when I'm, you know, streaming people. We'll see. Let's stick with the goalies. Uh, Peter Morazic came back tonight for Toronto. Right now, right now, they are winning 
five to four. Um, they're about to win as long as he doesn't, you know, blow it because the game is just about to be over. Um, four four goals against. Four goals against with an 867 on his return. What do you think about that? He's getting you the he's getting you the W, it looks like. At least that's something. Uh final five four. Do you do you know do you know why they got the W? Because for the first time this year, they've scored more than three goals. Before tonight, they scored they've five goals tonight. Before tonight, they haven't scored more than three goals. But they're letting in more than three goals, as you as evidenced by tonight against Detroit. Yeah, and it's uh it was a lot of it was a lot of Tavares and finally, like I said, Marner came through, which really Toronto's gonna score four or five goals if they are gonna play this, you know, old fashioned Edmonton Oilers kind of five four, six five kind of game. Uh, which they're capable of, but they need Tavares and uh, and Marner and these guys to go. So it worked tonight against pretty low end, middle to lower class Detroit team. So yeah, I know, but some some of our guys are you know popping up. You had Joey Valeno and and Phillips Adino with a goal and assist here. Heronic had a goal. Raymond was in on some points again. Uh, yeah, Cider. Raymond, Raymond yeah. got an assist. Cider got an assist. Robbie Fabry and Dylan Larkin didn't get any points, but are shooting. Fabry with four shots on goal. Dylan Larkin with six shots on goal. I mean, th- those are signs of those are signs of life. Oh yeah. If nothing else. Yeah, Detroit's looking. Do you great. think that this return from Peter Morazic, when Jack Campbell has been, you know, kind of playing like shit? Let's just be honest. Jack Jack Campbell been playing like shit. Do you think this really means anything? Because I'm not gonna lie, I, I don't. I'm 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 over Peter Morazic. I think uh, I think I have been for a long time. I don't like Peter Morazic, but I think they're gonna give him a few games. They're not gonna base it all on one game. I mean, he did get the win, five four win, which you know isn't a goaltending display or anything. But do you think he's gonna be the primary goalie though moving forward? Yes, for now. I bet they'd give him four out of the next six starts and see how he plays. But I think the intention was to have him be 60-40. I think that was their intention when they got him, and I think they'll give that a try. And, you know, it's definitely feasible to think it could switch back because Campbell always seems to be better when he's coming in as the backup. He seems to play amazing when he's the backup taking over, but... When he gets too many games in a row, that's when he seems to be questionable. So, yeah, I think it'll 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 go back to Morazic probably being slightly primary. But I like it, you know. I really wouldn't be surprised if he blow, blows it, you know. Like especially like we were saying, right? Like he doesn't have a huge amount of support defensively in Toronto. So no, they really don't. I mean, they're supposed to be relying on their offense, and so far this year it hasn't showed up. Luckily tonight it did. So we'll we'll see how that goes. All right, so this one's not so good. What the fuck is up with Jacob Chikrin, man? He is booty hole right now. I think it's it's same shit. I mean, like, who? what's he going to do? Him and Phil Kessel going to... I think it's a motivational problem. Like, you're definitely not given that last 5% when there's literally zero hope and the team kind of wants to finish in last. Yeah, really, like... All I know is... Dude got supplanted by Shane Gosses Bear on the first power play unit. He has zero points through eight mm-hmm. games. Zero. Zero freaking points. Mm-hmm. 
I don't really, you know, I, uh, I don't know what to say. Like, uh, he's recently become available in quite a few leagues that I've seen. He's down around 80%. And he's, you know, he was well in the 90s. He was well drafted and drafted high, too, I think, this year, like, in, in my opinion. A lot of people were were high on Jacob Chicken, me included. So he's making me look bad. Um, and I don't need help looking bad, Jacob Chicken. I can do that all on my own. I'm still like, I'm still so tempted to know if if other people are pick or are dropping him. Man, I am tempted to pick him up and be like, hey, I got him for free. You know what I mean? I got him for free. If he does something, then cool. If he doesn't, then I'll drop him too. That's my thought on this situation. If Jacob Chikrin becomes available in your league, I'm inclined to pick him up. He's still getting some hits. He's still getting some blocks. He's at least doing that for you. The points have got to come, right? We would like to think so. I mean, like, the scary thing is on that team, he's also substantially the worst in plus minus. I mean, I know that's, you know, whatever you think of the stat, but, like, he's at a minus 14 right now, and the next lowest player on the team is a minus 7. He's still getting a lot of shots. He's almost three, you know, three shots a game, basically. A couple of hits a game, but uh, the league I'm looking at, he's taken in, in one of our listener leagues. But that's the thing. So are some of these people just holding on because they're like, oh, well, I drafted him in like the friggin', you know, ninth round. Like, I don't want to lose out because that's the worst. That's one of the worst feelings. That's one of the worst freaking feelings. When you finally drop somebody and then, you know, Raj picks him up and he starts going off and you just feel like a piece of shit. Mm -hmm. I hate it. It's one of the worst feelings. Dropping a player, then somebody else picks him up and they don't do well. If you have him, I mean, like you say, there's there's nobody. You'd have to look at who's on your waiver wire, like in a shallow league. Maybe there's somebody who's doing well that you should pick up, but in any kind of normal to to deep league, you gotta hang on to Chikrin and imagine that like if you erase the season up to now, from now till the end of the season, he's going to be better than an average defenseman. You have to think. This start is brutal, but you'd like to think that at the worst he's gonna be a league average defenseman. At the worst, yes. If he's if he's a, if he's available, pick him up. You might be able to trade real low for him right now. This is you know, I would I can only imagine the lowest he's gonna his value is gonna be, uh, unless he goes on another continued like eight game point drought, which could happen. Remind you, I mean he is in Arizona, but you know there are some people scoring goals and he's out there a lot, so it's gonna happen. Just hold out, hold out. All right, last one. Just want to throw it out there for you Trevor Zegers fans. It's finally showing up. Four points in the last three games. I like the Anaheim Ducks, man. They have a good schedule coming up. So moving into that, let's start off with the week. Uh, most games, most games, which is four, is Chicago, Detroit, Nashville, Ottawa, and Vegas. All have four games. Um, only Chicago, though, has the perfect schedule, which is all off nights, you always got to like that. But the only thing is, like, there's, you know, as as we're all aware, like, there's all this noise, you know, outside noise that is not on the rink. You know what I mean? You don't want extra noise 
off the rank going on. They're fucking terrible as well. So just just be yeah. Careful. They're all. They're also. They're <laughs> what I was. What I was hoping is that the offense would be able to make up for the poor defense. And I feel for Mark. I feel for Mark Andre Fleury because it's. It might be the first season ever that he does not make the playoffs because the defense in front of him is so trashy. But I still like their offense to be picked up. <laughs> yeah, there's a few guys definitely that are capable. I mean, in a situation like this, one of two things is going to happen. You know, there's so much noise. They can either, if they have a really good mentality, maybe they can shut everything out and really band together. And, you know, it's just, you know, us against the world kind of thing. But at the same time, this is such a crazy... It's classic. Such a crazy thing. And, like, there are, you know... People like Kane and Taves are going to be asked questions and they are going to be involved in this to some degree. So it's going to be on their mind, to say the least, and how they deal with it remains to be seen. But, I mean, fuck, Chicago is, has been brutal and I think will continue to be brutal. And Patrick Kane, it seems to not matter. Nothing matters to him. He just, he's just. Yeah, and Dabrinkit is going to still score goals. You know what I mean? So, like, players that are in that top six are still going to be viable, is the idea. Seth Jones is still viable, you know? Um, But still, so they have the best schedule. Other schedules that we like. Who else's schedule do you like? Uh, I do like Nashville. I mean, they got four games, three are yeah. off nights. Um, so that's good. Nashville has been decent. Uh, I like Edmonton. They're Edmonton for one thing. So you know they're going to score. They got three games and they are three off nights. So still some low ownership on some guys at Edmonton. And always, always, always a chance to get in on some points. Well, you know what I like about Edmonton the most is so they're they only play three games, but their three games are done by Friday. So, you know what I mean? Like you have Monday, Wednesday, Friday, knock that out and then you can pick up, you know, someone from like Minnesota or Detroit, like somebody that has the the New York Islanders, somebody that has like a back to back on Saturday and Sunday. It's the best way to maximize like pickups. I love doing that shit. Absolutely. And like, you know, there's there's a few different options in Edmonton and then if you did want to you know piggyback teams like that if you drop your Edmonton players you could pick up people from like Vegas or the Islanders or Minnesota and Detroit all play both days on the weekend so you could end up getting yourself uh, five games in uh, and all the off nights so is there any other you know back-to-backs that you're really looking at because I kind of like the uh I kind of like this uh, St. Louis, you know, back to back against the Los Angeles Kings, like who, who we just talked about and against the San Jose Sharks, who are kind of riddled right now. Like that seems like a real good back to back to pick up a player that could really get you some points in those two days. That's a Wednesday, Thursday. Yeah, uh, I like that. I like um... Ottawa starts out with a back to back against Chicago and Minnesota. That's not, That's not too bad. Yeah, as you said, you know, Chicago's full of holes. Again, I really like the Vegas back-to-back against Montreal, who is just, you know, all kinds of crappy this year. And uh, then Detroit, so... Mm-hmm. Um, that could be a thing. And, you know, by by then, you know, that's the end of the week. They might have Jack Eichel. Fucking right. And the best thing is, especially for, like, a Vegas player 
when they have that back to back on a Saturday, Sunday, like picking them up for the whole week is is not the worst idea. You know what I mean? It's it's just not. You can, you know, pick up somebody on Monday, drop them and then pick up somebody from from Vegas, you know, for the rest of the week. Well, and that actually, I just want to, that's a news news and note that we kind of didn't really mention that was a bit of a development in the last couple of days is there's been confirmed serious talk about Eichel going to Vegas. Uh, I don't personally see how they're, how Vegas would make that work without doing something really weird again and, and you know, just... Dis- they would have to be shipping people away. Well, yeah? obviously, they said they. One of the things I've heard is Peyton Krebs is off limits, but it's like I mean I could see them getting rid of like Marcia so maybe or like I don't know who who's like, who are you going to be sending out? We're talking Jack Eichel here, right? Like, you can't. Well, you have to think that. You can't be moving like maybe a maybe Mar- William Carlson and Marcia so. Yeah. I guess <laughs> the only thing is like, if I'm Buffalo, I don't care if you say Peyton Krebs is off the table. I want Peyton Krebs. He's someone I can, I know I can at least try to build a future around. I pretty much know who William Carlson and Jonathan March. So are, and I don't know that they are franchise level players. Do you, you want a franchise level player back for the one that you're sending away? Well, that's why to me, the one, the one that's made more sense on both ends of the spectrum is St. Louis to me because they're trying to unload Tarasenko, who's a legit star, but they also have a few other guys. Like they could send maybe like a, a Rob Thomas, who's never quite lived up to it there and would be more times we could talk about Rob Thomas. But to me, St. Louis seemed to have more options and a better fit and is looking to unload a fairly high priced superstar type player. So we'll see, but apparently that's heating up a lot, um, especially in Vegas. So within the next couple of weeks, I think we're actually going to see a move with Jack Eichel, which then most likely is going to go straight into surgery and get the surgery he's been wanting. Cause I know that's a huge part of where he goes as he wants that special surgery done the way he wants it. Means he'll miss most of the year, man. That sucks. It's kind of like a, a whole bunch of news. Yeah, a whole bunch of news to say that he'll still be out for the season, basically. <laughs> I drafted him a bunch like a dick. I see he might play some games, but everything I've heard is, you know, don't really expect much, if any. No, I, I definitely agree with you. Like we said, you got Chicago, Nashville, Edmonton, Vancouver, Anaheim, and Vegas. Those are our favorites. Um, who Who do you like? Who do you like? Are, are you kind of splitting up your week or are you just taking some of these players from these really good schedules? How are you doing this? Well, if I look at um, the players I picked uh, as my main streamers, none of them are on any of the the teams that I think have the absolute best schedules, which is... It happens. It's just the way she goes, Ricky. It's like, it's sometimes... You can't just go by the schedule. Sometimes there's just good players available. Like, the first... Yeah, like, there's good players that should be held, and you, you need to pick them up before somebody else does. Well, exactly. Like, um, you know, a lowly-owned guy, for example, I was looking at, is, is Troy Terry, right? And Anaheim 
Well, that's because fuck Troy Terry. Well, I mean, fuck him, but he does have nine points already and is, is playing great and is only 11% owned, so he's definitely gettable. Plays only three games, but he's another guy who has the two off nights at the end of the week against Arizona for, is one of them, and one of the other games against New Jersey. So he could be a good a good option, particularly in mid-to-deep leagues because he's, yeah, he's only 11%. So You know what? I, I do like Anaheim, though. Um, and honestly, I kind of like Anaheim's whole second line. You got Maxime Comtois, uh, Trevor Zegras, and Sonny Milano. (laughs) Sonny Milano. Comtois, 11%. Zegras, the most owned, at 37%. And obviously, Sonny Milano at 0%. (laughs) It's always Sonny. Um, but we know that Comtois is good, like, don't we? I mean, he ain't doing shit right now, but at least we... I've seen him be capable of high-level play before. As far as Trevor Zegris, uh, you know, he's starting to come out of his shell a little bit, uh, and he's definitely looking more, you know, confident in his play. Uh, One thing I like is when you watch him play, he's moving around a lot, and he's finding open spots on the ice to kind of receive the puck and, you know, distribute it or shoot. A lot of times he's ending up in the slot. I love that. I love that. So that's what I really want to see from him. You know, the movement. Movement is going to beget shots, and shots beget goals. And I like goals. Um, and then there's my boy, Sonny Milano. He came through. Uh, I was pretty happy he got an assist. I know it's not much, but I just like Sonny Milano. But listen to this. Last two minutes, he's had over 17 minutes time on ice. And his last game, he had a minute 58 power play time. That's pretty big as far as I'm concerned. Um, I know it just sounds like, yeah, you know, he got an assist and everything, but he's getting more playing time. And if he's going to be playing with Trevor Zegras, who I still think, you know, can come out and win the Calder, then we'll see. I don't think it's horrible. They're all gettable. Um, And Zegras is definitely worth a look. I know people, you know, a lot of people drafted him and then dropped him. Um, and understandable, he wasn't playing very well. Uh, but I'd, I'd pick him up just to just see what he's doing. It's a good week. Yeah, for sure. And you know the way I'm always skeptical of, of hot rookies and like like Lafreniere last year, like how it, it took him a long time to settle in. And, and then he started to show some signs of, of fitting in. Well, if that's happening for Zegris right now, it'd be good to get a jump on it. I mean, all of his points pretty much have come in the last week. He's had a couple of um, two-point games, lots of shots, like you were saying. T- around 20 minutes a night now. Like, he is he is playing. He, he is playing a lot of minutes, getting a lot of the opportunities. So I think now would be a really good time to look at Zegris and and they're not uh, a winning team, but they are scoring over three goals a game most games as a team. So that, that's what you like to see, especially for guys like this where they're not really expected to win. So these losses aren't a huge disappointment. But if they're scoring, that's... Yeah, he's out there just... And, and I guarantee it. Like, I know what I would be telling him. Like, when these losses don't really matter, I'd be, hey, man, go out there, fucking shoot. Like, get into good spots. Like, make some plays. I want to be around a player like that. That's why I kind of like those two other players. Yeah, definitely. All right, who you got next? Another really young fella I like a lot, mentioned earlier tonight, is uh, 
Uh, on Detroit, Lucas Raymond. Another assist tonight. He's got point per game lately, getting, you know, three shots a game. Dude, he's not bad, right? I, I tried to tell you. Like, he's not bad. Young guys in Detroit. Steve Eiserman has an eye. We know that. And it's coming together a little quicker than, than I think anyone expected. Um, you know, and yes, Raymond did get four of those points in one game. And that's easy to say, well, it's all because of that. But it's not. He's been getting a point or two a game fairly consistently. But he's out there for 19. He was out there for 19 and a half minutes. Exactly. He's... He's getting almost 17 minutes. Like, that's big. That's, that's big time. He's shooting. He has, like, four shots a game. Yeah. Come he on. is. Uh, he's no secret. He shot, shot up 39% in the last couple of days on Yahoo. So if you're going to get him, get him now. And, you know, again, it was something we were talking about on an earlier episode. He's in Detroit. They don't care too much about winning or losing. They can let these young guys play. They're not really battling for a, a playoff spot. So let the young guys go. And and it's working. And his ice time's increasing. His output's increasing. Another team that... You know, is, actually, they've been playing around 500. But win or lose, they've mostly been scoring uh, goals as a team. So... Yeah, man, love it. Like him, cider as it is still doing well. I like, uh, I like those options. Yeah, no, I, I, I like Lucas Raymond a lot. On top of the fact that he's playing with Dylan Larkin, who is the best player on that team, and Robbie Fabry, who are also going to take a lot of shots. That line is just getting out there and shooting the fucking puck. I will say that. Like those are their three highest shooters on the entire team, all on that first line. He's also getting first power play time. I like Lucas Raymond moving forward. Newsflash. What, what 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 you got? San Jose won in overtime. They beat Winnipeg with that bullshit AHL lineup. That is awesome. No shit. So you're telling me I had Hellebuck tonight and he got a loss from the friggin' San Jose Sharks. <laughs> yeah. Ridiculous. From the San Jose Sharks where half the team took the bus over half an hour after the game started. Uh, <laughs> this is ridiculous. There we go. Sometimes my life, man. It's about the, uh, it's about the size of it. You got the best, second best goalie in the world. <laughs> Dude, I'm I might have to take a trip into the rage room. That is excellent. <sighs> All right. Shake it off. Shake it off, Zach. Shake it off. Next up, I'm going to go with Chicago. Now, this one is a little higher than I usually like to go, but I want to make it known that Dominic Kubelik is only 71% owned. Obviously, higher, like I said, but dude, he's available in almost 30, like 30% of leagues. Two points the last three games, and he's shooting. Dude is shooting 13 shots in his last four games. Kane is out right now due to COVID. You know what I mean? So I like Kubi's chances with the extra time on ice and the shots going up. Come on. I like that schedule all off nights and he's available in 30% of leagues. If he's available in your league, I think that he might be the pickup for this week just because of the off nights. You know, in my home league, like I lost a, I lost a, a week last week and it was because I was just getting murdered on the off nights. Yeah. I like that. I like that choice. Um, a lot of uh, people are going to be dropping those guys when really, like, especially a guy like that. There's there's a lot there. Um, definitely pick them up if you can. So I actually, I really like the both both your next ones. 
The next one I have a pretty highly owned. He's forty seven percent, but Josh Norris. That's the one. Six points. Not pretty highly. That's cr- dude. That is criminal. He's available in over half. Oh of yeah, the- he should be. He Why? should be owned. He he Why? should be owned. He's uh, yeah forty seven percent owned. Fucking sneaky good. Uh, in the last two weeks, he's played seven games, got six points, five goals, uh, two power play points. So he's he's shooting. He's hitting. He's doing all those things in our in our um, five hole listener leagues. Uh, he's ranked forty first overall in the whole league right now. Definitely a good chance he's available. Ottawa, another one of these good young teams who seems to have, especially in some games, they score a lot of goals, and he's been the one doing it quite quite a lot of the time. So I like him and a couple of the other guys in Ottawa as well. If you can get them, but. Norris is also trying to get a big contract as well. Good. Good. I I want to pick up players that are on a contract here. That stuff is great. And and really it's that whole top line. That top line is good, man. Got Brady Kachuk who is, you know, he's a star. Josh Norris who is sneaky good. And then you have Drake Batherson who's he's only 60% owned. I know that's a little high too, but dude, 40% of leagues he is available. And he should not be available. Like, if he was in any of my leagues available, I am going to pick him up. Um, He is over three shots on goal per game, um, two hits per game. Um, He's a lock for the top line, lock for the top power play. Like, he's getting 19 minutes time on ice this year. That's up three minutes from last year. Like, come on. That, that has This has breakout written all over it. Drake Batherson. This is breakout written all over it. Time on ice jump. Big hits as well, too. So definitely grab him if you can. That whole line. Uh, Josh Norris should be owned. Drake Batherson should be owned. You know, they're not a great team, but they're a good team. And that top line is a, you know, it's not a great line, but it's a really good line. Well, and they... They can score on you. They do also have a decent schedule. They have four games. They do have the Monday, Tuesday back-to-back. Monday against Chicago, so it's an off night against Chicago, which is nice. The schedule gets kind of tough. They have Minnesota, Vegas, and Tampa through the rest of the week, but still, uh, they always seem to be able to score. So I, I, I love the auto. All Ottawa I'm saying players. is, in, in my estimation, both those players should be holds. Especially if they're playing four games this week. Now, if on Saturday you're not feeling it and they do no- and they do nothing and you play them and you're you're pissed off, you can drop them then. But I would hold them through the week. Who do you got? I actually like this next one a lot. His schedule isn't, you know, it's okay. His schedule is okay, but his schedule looks like he could get in on some points, and that's Ivan Barbashev, twenty-two percent, only twenty-two percent owned. He has scored a point in every single game this year. He is on a, what, a, a six-game point streak. I don't know if he scored tonight, actually. I would love to see if, if he scored tonight. But dude is three goals, three assists. Like, he is helping out. I like how he's playing. Ivan Barbashev. Let's see. Did he score tonight? We're going to find out. No points yet. Damn. Well, there's still half a period left. Okay. Three shots, two hits. He brings you uh, peripherals even when he's not bringing you. He usually gets you a couple hits, which is nice. A few shots. He's had a five-shot game in recent recent memory here. 
decent blocks even for a forward every now and then. But he's also playing with Robert Thomas, who, you know, we've been talking about a lot lately, and Vladimir Tarasenko, who we've also been talking about lately because he's killing it on the third line. Like, that third line is obviously doing something right. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's they're seeing other people's third lines and they're just better than other people's third lines or, or what it's all about, but... All I know is they're scoring points. You know what I would do? What? You know what I would do here? I would take somebody in your streamer spot, take somebody on Ottawa for the Monday, Tuesday, swap them out for someone on St. Louis against L.A. and San Jose for the Wednesday, Thursday, and then swap that spot out for someone, say, on Anaheim, and you'll end up with six games. There's a possibility this week to have six games in your streamer spot without too much effort. So play those back to back with only with only three pickups. I like it. That sounds like maximization. We like that. Okay, so I think we each have one more. You got one more, right? Yeah, I was v pretty surprised uh, about my last guy here, uh, Blake Coleman. I was not surprised at 42%. all. Forty-two percent. I've been saying it all 42 year. Forty-two percent owned. That's what I was surprised about. He has gone up a little bit. Um, he's got no points in the first period against Philly, uh, zero, zero game Calgary and Philly as of right now, but Blake Coleman has been doing what Blake Coleman does like last game. It just keeps on six going. shots, six hits, four shots, two hits, eight shots, three hits, three shots, three hits. So he's, he shoots, he hits, he's been getting goals. He's awesome. He's Blake Coleman. Blake Coleman is a he's shit, He's fantastic. Man. And, you know, you know, 58% of people don't give a shit. So be somebody who gives a shit about Blake Coleman. He's, uh, he's got the dual eligibility and there is nobody hotter than Calgary right now. Um, I fucking hate it as a Vancouver guy, but man, they're on a roll. They are on a roll. Markstrom is on a roll. Uh, I'm looking at their last five games and all I see is W's. So, and the whole thing is like, Everybody was super high on Blake Coleman because he was he was going to be on that top line like in the preseason. Remember, like so, I'm draft I'm drafting this you know top line Blake Coleman who's going to be playing with Johnny Gaudreau and you know getting all these points and stuff like that. And then he drops down to the second line, so a lot of people dropped him, like a lot of people dropped him, and he just kept on being Blake Coleman. Yeah, now because he don't give a shit, he is just going to go out there and throw friggin' shots on net hit people, and just score points. He's played Coleman. He is what you'd call a, a high event hockey player. He's, you know, he's, he's, he's getting little ticks on his name on the score sheet in every column in one way or another. When Blake Coleman is on the ice, you fucking now, know. The, That's what I love There about. is a downside, and this is one of those times where Calgary doesn't have a good schedule at all, really. They only have three games, and they're all on the heavy nights. But I think in a case like this, like Blake Coleman, it's three games. It's fine. You should get him on your team and hang on to him. He's very yeah, good. I have him on like multiple of my teams. I yeah. Think. So don't let like game maximization let you look past someone like a Blake Coleman, where it's like he has a decent schedule. Three games, fine. It's a middle of the road. But he is just worth having on your team. So don't don't drop a guy like that or leave him sitting there because, you know, oh, I can get four games from this horrible garbage player. Or you can have three games and maybe the rest of the season from a guy, especially in a categories league, a guy like that. Like he's a 
Brady Kachuk light, right? Where he gets the hits, he gets the shots, he gets you the goals. Um, yeah, fucking love him. Yeah, man. I like him too. Um, all right. I got one more left, and that is Maddie the Douche. <laughs> the Matt douche. Duchesne. Only 13% owned. That's not bad. He's playing really well right now, man. Uh, he has a goal, uh, three assists the game before that. Um, but dude is shooting. And in those last two, two of those, the goal and one of the assists on the power play. But dude, three shots on per game on, on net for like the whole year. Um, and his last couple, just, you know, five shots last game, three, four, two, three, like he is shooting. I love that. And, you know, PDO well under 100%, which tells me he's just getting unlucky. Um, so, dude, Duchesne, I'm down for a stream, maybe even a hold throughout the week, just because they do play four games, and I like their schedule. Three off nights, and, you know, they have a back-to-back, but this isn't... It's the Alberta back-to-back, which uh, I don't know if if Americans know that, but it's only about a two-and-a-half-hour drive from Calgary to Edmonton, so it's not a real road trip. So of the back-to-backs, that's a good one. It's almost as good as a California back-to-back. So it's not a grueling schedule they have. And then they finish with a Sunday game against Chicago. You know, we've said many times that can be a treat (laughs) right now. And he's getting, you know, he's getting that top line time. He's getting top power play. He's playing with Philip Forsberg, who also, like I always like my players, I want them playing with the best player on that team, and that is Philip Forsberg. One day, he might not be. It might be Elise Olvannon because he is on the come up, but it's still Philip Forsberg as of right now. I like the douche. I like the douche. I like douche in my life. And you know what? Raijo has not been playing bad as well. He's He's got... So- oh, man, but Raijo has done me dirty in the past, man. I don't know if I can get around I don't it. want him. I'm just... I hold grudges. I'm just saying, if you have an injured center, Raijo is getting himself some minutes and some points. I think we have another year where Roman Yossi's going to lead the team in scoring. Awesome, because I have Roman <laughs> While he's not here... Uh, I'd like to just point out, I know TJ's going to be listening, Tomasino hasn't scored in three games. Fuck you, TJ. <laughs> and I would also like to say... How didn't that make it into news and notes? I would like to say that Danton Heinen did score again tonight. Oh, man, that's... Dude, that's actually, that's a low blow because... You're fucking with TJ, and he man ain't even here to defend himself. Exactly, exactly. Kick him while he's down. All right, that is that is definitely like the way to leave an episode. Kicking one of our best friends while he's down because screw you, man. Eat it. I need to get it in right now because the puck just dropped between Vancouver and Edmonton, and I think Vancouver is about to get smashed. So I got to get my shots in now. I hope they win. I hope so. I'm rooting for you. As long as Vancouver can win all their games, as long as they lose to Philadelphia, I don't care. It's an even series so far, 1-1. And you know what? On that note, I think this is actually newsworthy. Like, actually, fucking, there should be articles written about this. Martin Jones is great. What the hell? He did look good the other night, didn't he? Dude. He looked good. Good. He's looked, he's had two starts, and he's got two wins for Philly, and Philly, I gotta say, has looked 
pretty awesome so far. They're out to a really good start. And Martin Jones is a big part of it. Do you know one thing I've noticed about Philly's game this year that they just didn't have last year? are those tic-tac-toe goals Mm -hmm. where they're just like, they have it set up. They know exactly where the other team is going to be. They know where they're going to be. And it's just tic-tac-toe in the net. Like, I love it. There was a sick power play goal against Vancouver, actually. Just exactly what you're saying there. It's like... They were they're clicking, and you know what? That's what they didn't do last year. They just didn't click. Like they are good, and they have great players, and a great goalie in Martin Jones, and you know Carter we'll Hart's actually that's perfect, Carter Hart's good too. Actually, now again, you're you're wearing your Vancouver stuff. I am wearing my my Flyer stuff. But I mean, it's Halloween tomorrow, so the day this comes out, it's Halloween. If you were watching us tonight, you know what I mean. You could have seen. I got the black and orange. That's the best thing about about Halloween. I already have a ton of black and orange stuff. So I'm just, you know, I'm just rocking flyer stuff for this whole week. It's been great. All right. So, Raj, I think we're done here. I appreciate you being around. Uh, TJ, we miss you. And to the rest of everybody else, we miss you too. You can find us on Twitter at FHF Hockey. Join the Discord. You can join the Patreon. You can watch us on YouTube which then you can see all the fuck-ups and all the things that we cut out and stuff like that. YouTube is unedited. You can see me because I'm a pretty attractive dude. So you got that going for you. We will see you next week on Tuesday. Send us some things to talk about. We're going to be talking about, you know, players you're pissed off about, ones that are doing well, maybe that are surprising you. We can look at the the rest of the week and see where we want to go. All right. Love Love you.